Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolaroid Stories. This is episode number 14. My name is Fabio, I'm an English teacher from Italy, and in this podcast I tell my own true stories inspired by my own photos. Why do I do that? I do that because I believe in the power of personal storytelling. I believe that when you are telling your own true story, you're making a connection with the people who are listening to you, and you're making a connection with yourself as well. So, this is all I do in this podcast. I tell stories. But in today's episode, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell you my own story, but I'm going to talk with Rebecca. Rebecca is a lovely girl from Brazil. She is an English teacher. She's actually the owner of a language school in in Brazil. And in this episode, she's going to share with us some of her own true stories inspired by her own pictures. You will see these pictures on my website. If you go to stolaroid.com slash Rebecca, you will see what she's talking about. Okay, before we start, I'd like to make a quick announcement. I'm going to host Stolaroid Room. Stolaroid Room is a conversation and storytelling class. It's free. It's every Saturday at 2 p.m. Rome time. And all you have to do to join is to go to stolaroid.com events. You will find the link in the description of this episode. You will see all the instructions to join the event and to register to the event. The only thing is you need to bring a photo. Bring a photo and be ready to tell a story. There will be people from all over the world and you will tell your own true stories, you will share your stories with them. And it's I think it's a chance to practice English, connect with other people, improve your fluency and even make friends because this is what we need language for. We need language to connect, to connect with other people. This is what I believe in. All right, it's now story time. Enjoy my conversation with Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca, and welcome. Thank you for joining this episode of Stolaroid Stories. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Rebecca, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm Rebecca. I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States. But then when I was five, my family and I moved to Brazil. And I've been here ever since. My dad was Brazilian. And my mom was born in the States. But she also, she just like me, she also has dual citizenship. So. Um, she's also Brazilian and um, she's also in Brazil now. Yeah, I'm an English teacher and I've been teaching English since I was 11 years old here in Brazil. 11 years old. So you yes. started you started <laughs> a long time ago. Well, not like um, a long time, but you've, you've been yes, teaching for a, a long, long time. Yes, a long time. What was it but, like? Well, it was kind of crazy, I guess, <laughs> but interesting, a, a great experience. And of course, I've learned a lot since then, right? And but 
it was, it, I, I'm proud to say that I've been teaching English for 20 years. Hmm. And who were your students when you were such a young teacher? Uh-huh. So actually, I started teaching because of one of the students. Her name is Marina, and she, she used to go to our school. Her sister used to study with us. And so Marina would accompany her sister to the school, and then she kept begging her parents to find a teacher for her. And so her parents came to talk to my parents, asking for them to find a teacher for Marina. And so that's how I started teaching. And then Marina was my first student. And then Sarah, my sister, Marina was five, either five or six at the time. I was 11. And my sister, Sarah, who was also five, joined the class. Sophia, one of Sarah's friends, whose sisters also studied with us, also joined our class. And Julia, who is Marina's sister, joined the class as well. So I had four girls in my first group. And today, Marina and Sofia work with us at the school. Oh, so yeah. now, now they are teachers. They are teachers, well. yes. So I They've guess, been teaching with us for a little while. I guess you were a, a very good teacher then. <laughs> <laughs> so, a teacher trainer, I guess. I yeah. At 11, at 11 years yeah. old. And so you have your own school, right? We, in, yes. In, yes, uh, we do. In Brazil? My, mm -hmm. my, my parents started the school in the United States. And then my dad really wanted to move back to Brazil. And he convinced my mom. So we opened the school here. And yeah, it's a language school. We teach other languages as well, but mostly English. We actually have an Italian teacher at the school. Not an Italian teacher, a teacher, a Brazilian teacher who teaches Italian. So what languages do you, do you teach? English? I mean, at, at the school? Uh-huh. We teach English, Italian, German, Spanish, and French. And wow. I'm also taking French lessons now. Yeah. Okay, and you speak English, of course, and, and uh, Brazilian? And, por and Portuguese. Sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah, Portuguese. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, and it, is it very different, I mean, between the Portuguese that you speak in Brazil and the Portuguese that um, is spoken in, in, uh, in, in Portugal? Portugal? Yeah, is it well, different? Actually, actually, I just came back from Portugal. I was there for New Year's. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it was my first time there, and I also had that same question, like, how is it going to be in, in Portugal? And I thought it, it's pretty similar. The accent is different, but I could communicate with them really well. Mm, it's so like it, 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 it's not, yeah, kind of like British, British English and American English, yeah. Mm, mm -hmm. mm, I see. Um, so I know that today you have a story uh -huh. to tell us. Okay. Uh -huh. You brought, you brought one of your photos. I, I did. Yes. Because this is uh, what Stolaroid is all about, you know, photos yes. and stories. Yes. So before I tell the story, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to share a little bit about, um, how I grew up bilingual and what was it like is that okay of course because yeah. that that 
my my story is kind of like an uh, that that part is an introduction to to my story. Okay, so when um, when I was little, I have two younger sisters, and when we were little, we lived in the United States, and my mom spoke mostly English to us, but my dad spoke mostly Portuguese, so we learned both languages, and my mom told me recently because I was going to talk to you today I I had all these questions like mom what was it like <laughs> what did I do what language did I did I prefer to speak and she said I'd mix both languages a lot but I would mostly speak English and just use some Portuguese words in my sentences okay. and yeah and then she she um she 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 also said that um we kind of knew who spoke portuguese and who spoke english so that you know we'd know what language to use with each person also when we when we moved to brazil which was when i was five um my we we lived with my grandparents for a little while and my mom told me today that, you know, this was 26 years ago. So today, my mom told me that people would come over to just watch my sisters and I speak English, just neighbors and, you know, friends, random people would come over because they thought it was so interesting that we, you know, these little girls had arrived from the United States and spoke both English and Portuguese. Like an attraction. <laughs> like an attraction, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, um, and people often ask me which country I prefer. And a lot of people have this idea that living in the States is amazing, so they're always surprised to find out that I chose to live in Brazil instead of going back to the States, even though I'm an American citizen. What I tell people is I love both countries. And, and when you're, I guess, when, you, when you've lived in, in more than one country, your heart is kind of divided, right? I guess you have gone through the same experience. Mm, in Australia, yes. Right. Yeah, even though, you know, I lived in Australia for only two years. Uh -huh. um, so it's not that I was there. I, I didn't, I wasn't born there. Uh-huh. But, no, but still. Uh, yeah. And two years is, is a, I mean, it's a, it's a good amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Especially if, you know, it depends also on um, how much fun you had in that country, uh -huh, how connected, true. how connected you feel. You felt. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I see. Do you it... sometimes think about moving back to Australia? No, Rebecca, no. I've got a mortgage now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah. that, that's not possible. Well, never say never, but, you know, sure. um, also in terms of, visas and uh, immigration restrictions and now with COVID so I think mm -hmm. I don't see it I don't see it mm -hmm. uh, possible but I want to go back there to to travel along to the, the, the west coast because that's the, oh that's the part not the only part but you know I, I want to see that side of Australia which is the mm -hmm. most uh, you know the wildest 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, nice. I've never been to Australia, but I would love to go there. One of our teachers at the school, she moved to Australia. Her name is Gisele. She moved to Australia and she she's always inviting us to go and stay with, with them for a little while. She got married and she has a, a beautiful little girl and I would love to go and spend some time with them. Hopefully soon, maybe next year, who knows? Yeah, I think you love it. Well, I, I don't know how different it is um from the u.s because mm-hmm. you know it's still you know it's still a western country mm-hmm. quite rich mm-hmm. so i don't see um i don't know if you know there are a lot of differences between the two cultures but mm-hmm. in terms of I, places i, I would uh, guess that there there are mm. there's, but there's, i don't know i don't know much about the australian culture right did, did she tell you something about your your friend i mean did she tell you uh-huh. She, she's told me lots of things about Australia and she I'm she's always posting photos and videos and I, I have this idea of like a, a, a country with lots of beautiful beaches and mm. you know just kind of like a, a tropical country idea that's that's what's in my mind for Australia that, that's what I think of when I think of Brazil actually yeah <laughs> And, and yeah, you're right to think that. <laughs> yeah. So where, where do you, where are you based? Okay. So I'm in Minas Gerais. I'm in a city called Belo Horizonte. No, I'm not on the coast. And it, Belo Horizonte is in the state of Minas Gerais. It's a beautiful state. I love living in Belo. And Belo Horizonte means beautiful horizon. And um, says it all. It says it all. Yes, right. <laughs> and so we've we have beautiful scenery here in in, in Minas, and um, and actually we're the third. Belo is the third largest city of Brazil. So there's São Paulo, then Rio, then Belo. So we're pretty big. And yeah, I just love it here. And I I I love Belo because it's I love Minas in general, but because the weather is amazing so it's there's the weather is always nice like it's never too cold sometimes it's super hot but it's bearable and um so the weather is amazing the food is the best in the world the food in portugal was really really good but i would say that the food in minas is even better do you know that i'm italian right Oh, yeah. And, and I love the food in Italy as well. In fact, I tell people that I've been to Italy three times. And I always tell people that I go to Italy for the food because I love the food in Italy. But I'm sure, hopefully, you will have the chance to come to Mina someday. I will. And, and once you try pão de queijo, then that's it. I'm sure you're also going to think What? that our food is amazing. What's that? Pão, What's it called? Pão de queijo. It means kind of like um, cheese bread, but it, it, it's not cheese bread. It's they're these like rolls of cheese dough, basically. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry to disappoint so you. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, but uh, maybe my listeners don't know, or maybe uh-huh. they do. But okay, this is this is a revelation. Uh-huh. I am vegan. 
so you don't eat cheese. <laughs> no. Oh, oh sad. Okay, sad, but sad. there are lots of other things that you can eat here, like feijoada. Feijoada is like a, a, a it's made with black beans. Yeah, and I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so good. Yeah. So we we have lots of options for you. Thank you. We also have a lot of vegans and minas. And lots of tropical fruit, I guess. Lots and mm. lots of tropical fruit. And the fruit is always so good. So good. So sweet. It's cheap. So everybody has access to food. I know because we, in Italy here, in supermarkets, we've got all the tropical fruits mm -hmm. coming from Brazil. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, oh, you do. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know how fresh it is because <laughs> you know, yeah. we're quite yeah. distant. Yeah, that's so funny. Could you take a picture and send it to me sure. sometime? I would love to see that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So, our, our fruit is just amazing. We have uh, a tree in our backyard, it's uh, a, a fruit tree. It's the fruit is called jabuticaba, and jabuticaba is a, a it's kind of like a big blueberry, but it tastes completely different and it's just so good, so good. So, everybody's happy during jabuticaba season, and then people. I, I, I sometimes I ask my students uh, a funny question and I'm, I'm going to tell you what that question is right now. So if you were a tree, what tree would you be? That's a, an interesting question. <laughs> I would be, uh, I would say a tomato tree, but tomatoes, okay. but tomatoes <laughs> don't sounds grow. Very, it sounds a very, it sounds like a very Italian answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, What's my favorite fruit? My favorite fruit is... It doesn't have to be a fruit tree. So I would be a mango tree. A okay. mango tree. Yeah, because when I, was, when I was in Australia, I picked a lot of mangoes. Mm, yeah. And yeah. So a mango tree. Yeah, okay. The other day, um, my friends and I went to a cafe here. And we were sitting under a mango tree, which looked really beautiful but the thing is mangoes just kept falling so we were kind of worried that they the mangoes would hit us and is, it, is this so true it was a, it, yeah it's true it was oh, it's like true. a week ago yeah oh, i thought it was a <laughs> so sort of sat, i thought it know. was a sort of riddle because i said mango tree and then you said uh so we went to a um, uh, under a mango no. tree and i thought it was a story no, no. oh okay. no 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 it's true my yeah we went to a cafe the other day here in bello and it, so when they they showed us the table we were like yeah that's beautiful we would love to sit there and but then after a little while we were kind of like trying to not get hit by mangoes <laughs> and also they um the mango trees have got this sort of um liquid it's called sap the the mm -hmm. it's like milk uh-huh but it if if it gets on your skin uh it kind of burns your skin I remember really that. wow yeah, yeah. well oh. I, at least this was the the variety of mangoes that they had in they Australia. had there uh -huh. yeah so you cool. had to be very careful when you when you pick them uh-huh interesting yeah. well so if i were a tree i would be a jabuchikaba tree which is the one that we have in our backyard and just because 
jabuticabas are delicious, but they, whenever it's jabuticaba season, we even have jabuticaba festivals and we, everybody's happy. People come over so that they could, so that they can just pick jabuticabas from our tree. And so they're like, once or twice a year, there are always people at my house around the jabuticaba tree, picking jabuticabas, eating them, and then taking some home. <laughs> I've never heard of this, but um, I'm going to Google it because now yeah. I, I'm not sure. I can sure. send you a photo. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure we will ever get that fruit here in Italy. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't think so. Mm. Do, do, and do, I've do, only seen it in, in Brazil. Does it have an, an English name? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so going back to where I'd live, I, I choose to live in Brazil because I, I'm hap very happy professionally, as I, I told you um, earlier in our conversation. I started teaching really young and I, I really love my work as a teacher. And also my, my team, I, I love working with the teachers at the school and we, we have built lots of great memories together. And so that's mostly why I choose to stay in Brazil. I guess when you're happy professionally, um, it helps a lot with, with, you know, being happy where you live, right? Yeah. But, but also, I love the weather. I love the food. I love the people. Did you know that Brazilians, um, a lot of Brazilians, they just smile for no reason. They, they walk around smiling. I know. Well, it's not that I know, but I noticed. I noticed yeah. that when I was in, uh, in New Zealand, because I had Brazilian students. Okay. And they were always so happy so jolly yeah. so yeah full of energy and right? uh i thought this is the real spirit you know exactly exactly so um mostly um most of the times people are are happy i guess and i i just love being around brazilians especially mineros like the, the ones from minas Hmm. And so that's why I choose to stay in Brazil, but I also love going back to the States. Both of my sisters live in the States and some of my, my other relatives also live in the States, my, my mom's side of the family. And I love going there. I love spending time there. I, my goal right now is to have the flexibility to be able to go to the States or wherever else I'd like to and, and stay for as long as I wish. Mm. So, but I, I, I love both countries. You've got, you've got two passports. I've got two passports. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's when that, and, and that's what my story is about. Would you like to tell us your story? Yeah. Yes, I would. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm interested so, now. All right. So, so I have two passports, one from the US and one from Brazil. And as I said, I was born in the US, but I moved to Brazil when I was five. Okay. So I have dual citizenship, which means I can go back and forth whenever I'd like. Okay. And I, I, I can live in both countries and work in both countries for as long as I'd wish. So it's, it's 2012. I'm living in the United States. 
and my Brazilian passport expires. Mm. So I know that I have, I have to go to the Brazilian consulate in the States in order for me to renew my passport so that I can come back to Brazil. Well, I, I was living in Louisiana at the time in, in a small town called Pineville. And they didn't have, they don't have a, a, a consulate, a Brazilian consulate there. So I called the consulate and I was told that I didn't have to renew my passport before I came back to Brazil. The only thing I did have to do was go there, take my documents a few days before the trip or whenever, and they would give me a document or something that stated that I was Brazilian and I was moving, I was going back to Brazil and that I was going to renew my passport once I got back to Brazil. Okay. And this was like a Thursday, I think. And I was leaving on Saturday. And so I remember that the guy got my, from the, the guy from the Brazilian consulate, they got, he got my documents. And I remember just looking at them, looking at him and he was going through my documents and then he would just like go talk to one person and then come back, talk to another person. He just kept going back and forth. And then he came back to me and said, I'm so sorry, you're no longer a Brazilian citizenship. Uh, you're not, you're no longer a Brazilian citizen. You have to get a visa to go back to Brazil. And I'm like, what? Because I had been living in Brazil since I was five. My work, the school is here in Brazil. My work is in Brazil. My friends, my family, everything is, my life is in Brazil. I had just spent a year outside of the country. And now this guy is telling me that I'm no longer a citizen and I have to, to get a, a, a visa, okay? So this is the photo that I am going to show you. I am, it's my Brazilian visa on my American passport, okay? So that's the photo. Okay. <laughs> and um, so, I, so I requested, and this is two days before my trip. So I requested a permanent visa but then they said that no, they would only they were only going to give me a tourist visa. Mm. And so that's what I got. If I'm not sure if you can tell, but um, they gave me 90 days. See here where it says 90 GS. That mm -hmm. means 90 days. So they gave me three months in, in Brazil as a tourist. And I had to come back and um go I had to find a lawyer there was a, a whole situation in order for me to get my Brazilian citizenship back but why why so you, you were going to be a tourist in your own country did you panic well when they a told little you because <laughs> yeah because I you know I'm in New York and I'm traveling like on Saturday and this is like Wednesday or Thursday and I'm expecting, I, I, I had like, I, I didn't ever think that this could go wrong because they had told me that I just had to go there and get this document saying that I was coming back to Brazil. 
So I'm there to get this document. And then how, like, you never expect that people are going to tell you, no, you're not, you know, a citizen of this country anymore. Like what? <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, you- so I, I did panic a little. And, and also when they gave me the form for me to fill out, for me to get a visa, I'm like, what kind of visa do I select? You know, like, I'm because my life is in Brazil. I'm not a tourist. So I, 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 I chose permanent visa. And actually, it usually takes about a week or two weeks for, for them to give you the visa for the process to, to, you know, for you to go through the process. And I was traveling in two days. So I was worried that I wouldn't get my visa back in time, but I did. Yeah, so this is, it's good that you didn't interpret that as a sign to stay in in the U.S. But actually, I did think about that, but I didn't want to go back to the States. I wanted to stay in Brazil, but I, I did think that not because of my passport situation, but because of the things that happened after that. So I had this citizenship situation. I So I finally get to Brazil. And I got back to Brazil in January, I guess. And then in March, I'm in a car accident. And yeah, I was in a, uh, yeah, I was, I was hit by a car. I was crossing the street and then a car hit me and it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It was like a fairly bad accident. So I, I, you know, I, I, um, there, there was this, and I had to go through physiotherapy. This was 10 years ago, and I'm still getting treatment for my knee because of that. But that, so the accident happened. And then after the accident, I'm going to physiotherapy because of the accident. And then I, um, how do I explain this? So a, a guy, came pointed a gun at me and told me to hand over my car as I'm walking in the the clinic oh my goodness yeah so I was kind of wondering I was like am I not supposed to be here because you know first the passport then I'm in an accident now a, a, a guy points a gun at me and takes my car from me so, so he, he took the car from you he like did he stole- he stole oh. my car, yeah. But then we found it, like oh. a week later. So maybe he just needed a lift or something. <laughs> could have asked. He could have asked. I know, nicely, right? Yeah. You don't need to point a gun at me. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, wow. so yeah. So but but was, but still. And still... that was like during the first few months of the year. So I was kind of like, huh? Am I not supposed to be here? But, but, you know, I, I love being in Brazil. My life is in Brazil. So I just, I just kept going. I, I, I try to be positive about things. And I try to think that if something happens in our lives, then it just means that like we have, we have two options, either we can complain about it or we can learn from it. Right. So, yeah. So obviously at the time I was worried, I was stressed and, and I, I was afraid at the moment and, and, but now I have stories to tell. So I laugh about them. In fact, in fact, because of the accident, my front two teeth are, are fake. (laughs) Are fake. 
You're fake, yeah. So as part of this episode, you'll have to send us a picture of your teeth as well. Okay. I can. I'll send you. I can send you. I can send you. I've posted it on Instagram, but just on my stories because then it disappears after 24 hours. I can send you a, a, a photo of my of my broken teeth, but not to post online. No, 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 I won't post it. I won't post it. <laughs> yeah, so, and for us to end this, this mm-hmm. conversation, just one more story. So to go along with that um, broken teeth photo. <clears throat> so ha- it's not my, both my, it's both my teeth, but just half of them, like the, the bottom half. Mm-hmm. So I'm traveling. I take groups of students to the United States every like two years. And after like a few years after the accident, I'm on a plane with my students. We're about to arrive in Miami and I go to open a straw with my teeth. You know, you kind of use your teeth to help you open the straw. And guess what happened? (laughs) My tooth fell off. <laughs> I'm on a plane about to land in Miami with a group of teenagers. And I'm like, so I turn around and I say, guys, guess what just happened? Do you have some glue? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, I have a dentist in Philadelphia and we were just doing a layover in, in Miami. And um, so the, this was a Sunday. So the next day she, she got my tooth fixed, my tooth fixed. So, you know, I would, that to me, that would, would be more frightening than the, uh, <laughs> than, than the man who pointed a gun at you. <laughs> really? Like I would have no problems <laughs> with the man, but my tooth, my, my teeth, you know, my two front teeth yeah. fall, falling off. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah I still worry about that actually yeah. like sometimes sometimes I I think what if I'm on a date or something and then my tooth just falls off but you just have to joke about it you know and so I think in order for us to feel comfortable with the situation we just have to be you know we we have to share it with others I guess and laugh about it and so yeah, yeah do you ever helps. do you ever dream of uh, falling well, teeth? For... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect this question. No, actually, I, I don't remember dreaming about it, but I remember for a couple of months after this um, episode of my tooth falling off on the plane, I remember because I, there was this, I, I felt it, like I felt the tooth in my mouth. So yeah so because you know it was kind of like a a chip and Mm -hmm. so for the following months whenever I ate something that kind of had the same texture like an apple or chips or something for like a half a second I would always be like my tooth and then oh no it's just chips you know Mm -hmm. so I I would always get this flashback feeling that my tooth had had just I often, off. but uh, then I would realize that no, it was just food. I often dream of falling teeth. Like really? I, yeah, yeah. Oh my uh, god! I have. It's not a you know, it's not a recurrent dream that I have. Uh-huh. But it's uh, happened. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in the bathroom and I look and I look at myself in the mirror and I see my my teeth falling uh-huh. in my mouth into my mouth. Wow. And then, well, not wow. It's it's very scary. <laughs> yeah, and I wake up all the time. Oh my yeah. goodness! I don't know. Oh. I think it's got some kind of meaning. It must Maybe. have some meaning. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that not that your tooth will actually your teeth will actually fall out. You know, out. Mm, I hope not. Well, so far, <laughs> so far, so good. They're not very. You know, they're not the best teeth in the world. But still, <laughs> my teeth, my teeth were really great before the accident, which makes me really angry because at the driver, <laughs> because. Um, my, my teeth, actually, I, I hit my, my teeth in front. I, I, I hit my, so the car hits me. I turn around and then I hit the front of the car with my two front teeth. And that's how they broke. That's how they, they, yeah, they broke. I can and feel the so, pain. And, and, and my, my, my teeth like the bottom half of my teeth were stuck on the that what do you call it that front part of the car the the boot no the boot is is the back part yeah but that front part so my my teeth were actually stuck there i made a like a a mark a dent on <sighs> on the car so my teeth were really strong and now they're these terrible teeth that well but you've got a lovely smile i mean uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't say they are they are um, fake Fake. or thank you yeah and i also know that in brazil because this is this is something you told me um yeah people take really good care of their teeth yeah 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 so yeah that's right so take care of your teeth uh becca (laughs) even more now yes (laughs) okay um I think we could, yeah, we could end it here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was lovely. Thank I really for, enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think this is, um, this is the first episode, you know, this is the first <laughs> guest I have uh, on my, on my podcast <laughs> with the new microphone, new, new tea. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay, Rebecca, thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Fabio, for having me. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. All right, we're back. That was me and Rebecca. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Rebecca is the first guest on Stolaroid Stories, and I feel that she is the first of a long list of guests that I'm going to have on my podcast. All right, guys, I hope to see you in Stolaroid Room. Remember that the link is in the description of this episode. It's a free storytelling class. I hope to see you there. And I hope to see you in the next episode of Stolaroid Stories with another true story. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.